0: Praise the Lord. It's welcome. Well, welcome to the house of the Lord, and it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn to Psalm 133? Psalm 133 Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. The Lord desires that there would be unity. It's the cry of his heart. He knows the power of unity, the strength of unity, the joys of unity. He knows the peace of unity, the character and the characteristics. And he calls his people to unity for where there is unity there is the commanded blessing of the Lord. The message reads, how wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. All the parents in the house can say amen. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon, flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing, ordains eternal life. This is the heart of the Lord. Brothers getting along. Sisters getting along. Brothers and sisters dwelling together in unity. In the home, in the family, in the church, in the earth, dwelling together in the unity of the Lord, that the commanded blessing of our God be our portion. A.W. Tozer said these words, has it ever occurred to you? that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other. They are of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard to which each one must individually bow. So 100 worshipers met together, each one looking away to Christ, are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly be if they were to become unity conscious and turn their eyes away from God to strive for closer fellowship. The key to unity, the key to unity of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard, standard to which each one must bow. All tuned to the same fork and so automatically tuned to each other. You see, it's not about becoming unity conscious, turning our eyes to other means and striving for closer fellowship. The reality is, and the truth is, if we all get tuned to the same fork, we will automatically be tuned to each other. The standard is the Lord. The standard is Christ. The standard is Jesus, and each one must individually bow. Where one would cry, focus on unity, let the response be, focus on Christ. Focus on Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Have a uniform testimony. And that there be no divisions, that is schisms or dissensions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind. And in the same judgment. Does this just simply happen? By human means? 2 Corinthians 13 verse 11. Finally brethren. Farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you this is the call this is the hope this is the heart and the holy design of God for where there is unity there the Lord commands the blessing and life forevermore Acts 4 verse 32 now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul That's God's heart for His church, for His people, for our homes, our marriages, our families. One heart, one soul. In order for there to be unity, there needs to be love. John 13:35 By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another Think about our homes today our families our marriages our church unity requires love And if we bow and get tuned to the standard love will flow very love of Jesus if we allow our lives to be tuned Jesus the standard standard to which each must individually bow unity requires a servant spirit Philippians 2 verse 3 let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind Let each esteem others better than himself. For honest today, we know that when things are done through selfish ambition or conceit, unity fails. Unity falls. When we esteem self better than others, unity fails. This must be why Jesus pressed his disciples. Showing, teaching, and telling them that a servant spirit was crucial. The ultimate servant, the servant king, came to serve. The message paraphrase reads, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, If being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Where there is unity, there the Lord commands blessing and life forevermore. He knows the strength and the power of unity. We're all tuned to the same fork, to the same standard. He knows the joy that comes, and we could testify today that when there is unity, there's peace and there's joy. I share these words. I believe when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he was teaching a profound lesson on how to achieve unity in the body of Christ. As Jesus approached Peter to wash his feet, the disciple drew back and asked in astonishment, Lord, you aren't going to wash my feet, are you? Never, never. John 13, 6. Jesus answered, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Verse 8. Jesus was saying, in essence, Peter, if I wash your feet, we have grounds for precious fellowship, a basis for true unity. After Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he asked them, do you understand what I have done? If they had understood the spiritual significance of what he had just done, taking away the stain and guilt of their sin. It would have produced profound gratitude in them. What did Jesus do to you when he cleansed you? He wiped away all your guilt and made you clean and whole. He put joy in your soul and filled you with such love for him that you would follow him anywhere and do anything for him. Beloved, That is the secret of unity. When you take up the towel of mercy for a hurting, fallen brother, you encourage him by embracing him in his heart, by washing that person's feet, you construct a firm foundation for true unity and glorious fellowship. You are made one by your common experience. This message is for me as much as for anyone else. I have just recently come into this convicting knowledge of what foot washing is truly about. And by God's grace, I will take up the towel of mercy along with others and seek out those hurting ones whose feet need cleansing. Jesus said, If I, then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. If ye know these things, happy. Or ye, if you do them, John 13, 14, and 17. Now that we know these things, as Jesus said, we can do them. I ask you, are you willing and ready to take up your towel in love? Unity requires a servant spirit. Unity is affected by what we pursue. Affected by what we go after in life. Romans 14, 19, Therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace, and the things by which one may edify another. You know, I ask, what greater pursuit than Jesus the Voice Bible reads, join us and pursue a life that creates peace and builds up our brothers and sisters, a kingdom life, a kingdom existence. In J.B. Phillips' New Testament, so let us concentrate on the things which make for harmony. You know, if we'd all get tuned to Christ, all get tuned to the standard all get tuned to Jesus, focusing on Jesus, there would be unity. If everyone in the home, in our homes, in our families, would allow a refining and a tuning to take place in the life, there would be unity. There'd be love, there'd be joy, there'd be peace. Servant spirit. The truth is unity takes effort. Maybe you're saying this morning, well, when a piano is tuned, there's no effort on the piano's part. Fair enough. However, the piano must give way to the tuning. Let us remember that the piano is an inanimate object and we are not. (laughs) You say, sure sounds like becoming unity conscious. Let me remind us of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard to which each one must individually bow, all tuned to the same fork and so automatically tuned to each other. If we all get tuned to the Lord, all these things will fall into place. There will be love. There will be a servant spirit. There will be proper pursuit. There will be effort. There will be that holy display of Christ Jesus. The promise remains, the word of the Lord remains, that where there is unity, there is the commanded blessing of the Lord, and life forevermore. Unity requires compassion. 1 Peter 3, verse 8, finally all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender hearted. Be courteous. That is humble. Compassion that is divine, a compassion of Christ in us, tuned into us. That melody and that harmony. that only one standard can produce. Unity means bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Colossians 3, verses 12 to 14, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Is the word worked into us? Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 6, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, Who is above all and through all and in you all? So, how do we get tuned? Well, prayer and fasting work, worship works. reading of the Word, calling on the master tuner, the technician, to refine and define the sound and the tone and the feel, calling on the Father, welcoming the Holy Ghost to tune Jesus into us. Make me more like Jesus, Lord. The melody of Christ tuned into me. The harmony of Christ. The standard to which each must bow. How do we get tuned? Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. For the edifying, that is the building up of the body of Christ, listen to these words, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Second Chronicles 30, verse 12, also the hand of God was on Judah to give them singleness of heart, to obey the command of the king and the leaders at the word of the Lord. Concerning those commissioned to equip the saints, leaders, just like one that tunes a piano, in this case, the person tuning is not the standard the standard is the fork. And so the Lord uses individuals to equip and minister and edify. I'm so thankful for those that have impacted my life. Ask the question today, am I in tune or rather Ask the Lord, am I in tune, Lord? Have I surrendered? Have I bowed to the standard that there might be unity? Christ is the standard. Matthew 23, verse 8, for one is your teacher leader the christ and you are all brethren the message paraphrase you all have a single teacher and you are all classmates listen to john 17:23 i in them and you in me why well that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. All the words we read in Psalm 133, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And what an incredible witness unity is, that the world may know that the Father sent Jesus. The New Century Version reads, I will be in them And you will be in me so that they will be completely one. Then the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love me. Incredible words. The voice Bible, I in them and you in me, that they may be refined so that all will know that you sent me. And you love them in the same way you love me. I love that. Refined. Tuned. To one standard. Not some inferior standard. Or another standard of our choosing. But the standard that is Christ. The message reads, the goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as unified and together as we are. What a call. What a standard. I in them and you in me, then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and love them in the same way you love me. I've been around in the church for a while now. Every so often, this call, we got to become unity conscious. We got to figure this out. You hear it in the world. People start planning. What can we do? Well, let's have a potluck thing of the past. Let's have a social, let's have an event. Let's focus on these things. I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. But I've witnessed a lot of things. Being implemented and tried. And it appears there's unity for a season. And it goes by the wayside. Because the Lord didn't call us to focus on these other things. Although they're a part of the mix, what we are to focus on is the standard. And if we would all allow the Lord to tune our lives to one fork, to Jesus, we would automatically be in tune with each other, whether we believe it or not. If we would cry out, Lord, every note, every key, every string, it is a part of who I am. I need tuned. Doesn't matter how long it takes. That's his heart. And whether we believe it or not, unity, the unity he's talking about, is possible. You say impossible. You know the world we live in? It's absolutely possible. We look at the world. The world is striving for unity, trying, not in all cases, but trying to create some sort of unity, and it fails. Try and get people saying the same thing, talking the same talk, Agreeing on issues That's in the only way to get people agreeing on all points is to have every person individually bow to one standard. And that is Christ. <clears> there <throat> simply is no other way. How's the unity? How's the unity in our world? In our homes? How's the unity in our families? Maybe it's a question we'd rather not ask. How's the unity in our marriages? How's the unity in the church? those wonderful words, has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other? They are of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard to which everyone must individually bow. How's the tuning, church, brothers and sisters? Let's look at ourselves, not just be quick to say, well, have you heard the tone of so-and-so? They've got at least one or two or five or ten notes out of tune. Let's pray that the Lord tune them. The Bible says, judge yourself. every note, every key, every string. And it truly begins when we individually bow. You know, the promise of the Lord is this. The Lord responds to unity. Unity moves the hand of God. Unity moves the heart of God. Unity blesses his heart. He rejoices when there is unity. He's saying, I want brothers and sisters to get along. I want families to get along i want husband and wife to get along i want churches to get along i want the people in the congregation to all get tuned to one standard because then the blessing will flow the commanded blessing of god so why look for other means to make this happen and implement it in our world If you ever come to me and say we need to work on the unity in the church i'm going to say absolutely i'll see you at prayer at christ city i'll see you at worship at christ city i'll see you in the bible i'll see you seeking jesus i'll see you crying out that he would refine you and tune you until you're perfectly in tune every day lord tune my life Truth is, we know when we're out of tune, if we're honest. and If we don't know, well, search me, O oh God, and try me. Sit down on the piano bench and play my life. See how it sounds to you, Lord. And then take me apart and put the hammer on there Get me in tune. Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. Again, I say to you that if two or three agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This can speak to so many things. The answer of the Lord the effectiveness of our prayers, the dwelling of the Lord among us, the Lord in the midst of us, our homes, our marriages, our families, our church. Psalm 133, listen to the text. If you got a highlighter, you might just want to highlight it. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Let's have the worship team return this morning. The commanded blessing of the Lord What more could we long for? The commanded blessing of God. The true blessing of the Lord. We're not just talking about being blessed in this life. What more could we long for? Is that not the cry of your heart for your home? the commanded blessing of the Lord. For your marriage, the commanded blessing of the Lord. Your family, upon your children, this church, this house, that the commanded blessing of the Lord would be our portion. You say, well, Let's just uh, become unity conscious. You know, that's the way of the unredeemed. You ever heard of the Tower of Babel? It's a good read. J.C. Ryle said these words, unity without the gospel is a worthless unity. It is the very unity of hell. The words of Watchman Knee: Mere mental simulation of these truths cannot withstand temptation, however. The revelation of God is positively essential. The Spirit of God must reveal how we are in Christ and how we are united with Him in one. That's the hope. See, in the Lord's house, he wants his commanded blessing to flow. And so how good and how pleasant it is when brothers and sisters get along, when they're all tuned to the same standard, how wonderful it is. The words of A.B. Simpson, often we want people to pray for us and help us. But we always defeat our object when we look too much to them and lean upon them. The true secret of union is for both to look upon God, and in the act of looking past themselves to Him, they are unconsciously united. Why is there such an attack on unity? words of Charles Spurgeon, Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. He attaches far more importance to godly intercourse than we do. Since union is strength, he does his best to promote separation. That's the truth. That's his policy. To promote separation. Get tuned and keep unity. Beware. As a caution in the house today, beware. The words of John Calvin, those who disrupt the body of Christ and split its unity into schisms are quite excluded from the hope of salvation, so long as they remain in dissidence of this kind. How his heart must break when one of his sons and daughters breeds disunity, when his heart is unity. And so as we look at our own lives this morning, how's the tuning? How's the sound? The melody and the harmony? Every note in tune? Every key? Every string? A cry in our hearts. that the Lord would tune our lives. His heart for his church and for his people has not changed. Where there is unity, Lord, we need a holy tuning and keep us from the way of the disruptor. Let's stand in the house this morning. That's a cry of your heart. Just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I individually bow once again. I individually bow in this moment in your presence and ask that you would tune my life, that I may be tuned to the standard that is Jesus,